and welcome to another episode of Hindsight's 2020. And I am very excited to introduce you to um, Sharon Romalo today, the former senior vice president and chief people officer of McDonald's Canada. And so, I mean, my first job was at McDonald's, so I know how important the people were there. And, and we're going to talk about uh, what Sharon has to say about that. Speaking about people, we met through a mutual connection. One of my past right. clients who became a real estate agent and has gone on to be one of the top in his brokerage. Good on you. Um, but he introduced us and we've been getting to know each other virtually uh, over COVID. And every time we talk, I always think, Sharon, you have so much insightful things to say. <laughs> and I just want to take a few minutes and, you know, and I, so I asked her, would you please be my guest? Um, there's so much to say about you. Is there anything else people should know before um, we talk about business? Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy the honest advice and personal stories. I'm Sue Stiles, the CEO of the Successful Solopreneurs School of Business, and I'm here to share hope and possibility so that you can reach the unwavering results you desire. Find the best business resources, advice, and offers at suestyles.com. And now on with the show. Well, there, oh, there's just so much in the book, isn't there? Uh, but just great getting to know you as well, Sue, and uh, certainly very happy to, uh, to share my experiences. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an anomaly where I actually spent my entire career with one company, McDonald's Restaurants in Canada, and I uh, got to work around the world with, uh, with McDonald's in about seven different countries. And uh, yeah, spent about 35 years with McDonald's, which uh, just already seems like a lifetime ago, but uh, it was just, uh, just an outstanding uh, work experience. You just don't hear that anymore, that someone oh, stays no. with one company. Um, and I love some of the insight from your experiences. And so we're going to, just before we get into the business questions, though, let me ask you, you know, when you weren't working, what, what are some of the hobbies and pastimes that you enjoy? Who's Sharon as a person? <laughs> Well, those that know me well, uh, they, they know I'm, I, I'm, I'm absolutely an avid traveler. And I know a lot of people have, uh, people like to call it the bucket list, places that they like to go. I like to call it the life list because, you know, you're doing things because you're living and travel for me has always been since I was uh, well, probably a teenager. That's when the travel bug hit me. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I love to travel. I've been to actually all seven continents of the world. And I'm so fortunate that I actually got to Antarctica last year. So uh, really that was, we can spend a whole talk, whole, whole, all the time on, uh, on that, what that was like, but just love to travel and explore because, you know, it just opens up the mind. You learn about different cultures and history and food and geography. And, and I, I just love traveling. So, you know, right now my passport is locked up <laughs> like, yeah. like, like everyone else. Um, so now, you know, I, I'm just, uh, I like to hunker down, uh, cooking, listening to music, reading. I'm, 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 a, I'm a news junkie as well. I love to read um, the news of the day. And, and actually, I, I read the news from different papers around the world also. <laughs> of course, English language papers. Um, because I think it gives a perspective that we might not always get in uh, here in Canada or in North America. So, uh, yeah, and you know, I like wine and not just drinking wine. I love to learn about wine and uh, learn about the different uh, wine growing regions. 
And, uh, yeah, that's that's well, that's me. We that's are me. waiting to get together in person for wine. I'll tell yes. you. Yes. Um, you know, good for you for having taken the opportunities to travel while you were working. And and exactly what you say. A lot of people wait and say, you know, yes. I want to do a big European trip or or Iceland or wherever. You know, these they think it's a crazy place, and so I'll wait until a big moment to get there. But we don't always get those those no. big moments, you know, things change. So kudos. Yeah, you've, got, you've got to do it, do it when you can. And, uh, you know, again, it's, 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 it's just living your life and, and whatever passions you have in your life, you know, yeah. don't put things off too long because, uh, you know, you never know. You never I know. totally agree. Totally. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to talk about a few business questions today. Yes. And although you have been in corporate, you know, and working with employees, I think your interpretation of the people quotient is so valuable. And a lot of the, the clients that I work with are solopreneurs. They're starting their own businesses and maybe they um, you know, develop a small team or definitely hire an administrative assistant or someone to help with marketing. But I, want, I always start off with the first question and please interpret it for yourself because I know now in retirement, you also still provide speaking and consulting and, and keynotes and you show up at conferences. But yes. in your opinion, what are some of the best ways that you have seen um, or have gotten business or clients um, for business? Yeah, you know, um, after after I retired from McDonald's and, and certainly did some traveling, I, I knew that, um, you know, the world of consulting was this uh, bit of a white space for me. And I was happy to, uh, to dive into, um, you know, sharing my expertise and, and sharing my experiences with, uh, with those that are interested in, uh, in hearing it through either speaking events or, uh, or, or consulting assignments. Um, you know, from, from my experience um, thus far, and it's been about three years now, um, you know, certainly taking opportunities to attend um, conferences or networking type of events, I think has been uh, just a great way. Now, you know, in the old days, and I'm talking last year, that was the way that I think, uh, you know, a lot of us were able to, uh, to get out and meet people and network. Um, you know, this year obviously has uh, thrown a bit of a curveball to, to the way we do it and things are a little bit more virtual now. But we'll get back to, you know, whatever this new normal is, we'll, we'll get back there. And yeah. um, if that's next year, later on into the year, I, I would say take advantage of any of the um, industry type of events that are taking place, um, either industries that you have some passion around or that your expertise might be in, um, yeah. you know, get, get, put yourself out there. And, you know, a, a great example I can share, Sue, is my very first client I actually got from um, a, an event that I was attending, but I was an attendee and it was a, a women's leadership event and it was put on by uh, my bank, uh, BMO, Bank of Montreal. And um, I was sitting in the audience and, and you know, the, the, the topics were centered around um, as business leaders, some of the challenges that they have. And, you know, we're in little breakout sessions and uh, working through the topic. And then, you know, there's the, the, the big group together, about 200 people and people are sharing, um, you know, their, their examples and concerns and questions and, and the facilitators doing a nice job facilitating it. Anyhow, the topic was all around people and a lot of challenges that um, these leaders are having and experiencing. So I took an opportunity at the right moment and I put up my hand 
and I wanted to make a comment and I grabbed the mic and I made some comments that I thought would be um, helpful to the group. Um, centered around building a people's strategy. As, as you build a business plan in the world of business, you know, ensuring that the people plan is the top of the list, even well before the financial plan, in my humble opinion, that's what makes uh, great leaders and great organizations. Anyhow, I'm, I'm just kind of spewing some words out there and all of a sudden I'm looking around the room and everyone's just writing things down. <laughs> And I can see people writing, writing. And I thought to myself, wow, like, this is impactful. And I, and I only spoke for about five minutes. And, um, and then I went back to my role of being a participant, not a facilitator of the meeting. And, you know, people came up to me afterwards. And, and certainly my, uh, my, my first client uh, ended up being my first client. She came up and introduced herself and just said, Sharon, I need to speak to you. We need to talk. I need your help. And, uh, you know, from there, so I think that was, uh, that's, that's an example of, of mm -hmm. just really putting yourself out there and, and, and I networking. love that. I yeah. love that. People put your hand up. How many times oh, absolutely. do we, we go out or attend things and we might have something to say and we, we shrink behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. And I do. You know, sorry. Go no, ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna. I do hope conferences come back because I'm starving to get around yes. people again. Yeah. Oh, they will. They they definitely will. They may look a little bit different, and you know the number of people or how it's all spaced out. That that sort of thing might be a little bit different, but they'll be back, no doubt about it. Yeah. You know. So I was sorry. I was gonna say the other outside of uh, you know the ability to attend uh, networking events and things like that right now. You know, LinkedIn is a great um, um, networking tool to use as well. You know, I think. If you've got uh, people within your network, you know, first, second, third network um, type of individuals who can help, um, you know, set up a, an introduction to people that you might be interested in, um, in, in wanting to either get to know further or, or work with, I think that's another great way of doing it. You know, I do find, you know, the, the cold calls or the cold emails, those don't work. You know, I, I, going back to my corporate career, the number of cold emails I would receive and, you know, you, you just, people just don't have time for that. And, you know, unless there's like, uh, you're able to connect it by either someone that's introducing you or someone that you've known or someone that you've met, you know, those are, those are typically the better ways of, uh, of doing it. I totally agree. Guys. You can get some cold emails off LinkedIn or messages mm -hmm. as well. Learn how to message somebody with something of value, like, you know, yes. target and harvest. Don't just... Uh, spray a bunch of cold calls out there. Yeah, yes, yes. so important. I, I hope people hear that, that yeah. authentic, organic um, Absolutely. communication. Yes. And, and word of mouth. And, you know, if, if you've given a client a great experience, you know, getting those testimonials, uh, referrals, uh, th those are also very impactful. Um, you know, we're, we're all looking for, you know, who, who's, who's the best car repair person? Well, it's someone that's used a, an organization or, you know, you know, where do you go to get your haircut? Well, you know, someone that's, you know, giving you uh, a referral, usually, you know, you have a good chance. Um, yeah, so I, I think those are, are the better ways. You're right. And, and sometimes the, the cold mess, or maybe that's the wrong word to use, those email blasts, you know, there's a, there's a role for it. I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's just finding the right um, tone. Yeah, uh, for it. And, uh, and also who the audience is. And always remember, who's your audience? And, um, you know, just making sure that you find the right ways 
uh, there for. Yeah, think about it a little bit beforehand for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you, I mean, you have years of experience. You said you're retired and a few years ago, but let's yes. just say she's not 65, folks. Yeah, no, <laughs> you retired at 50, right? That's right. Yeah. Yes, and uh, See, I but, started early. Remember, I said I, I, I was I was 35 years old with McDonald's. Do the math. I started early. I was, right. a, I was an early bloomer. <laughs> yeah, I started my career there early too. Couldn't wait to earn some money. Yes. You know, and so over all these years, tell me something that, could, that you could share that could help others, um, you know, try to find the courage to launch, some, some unique experience you've been through, if, if you could share something with your um, career. Uh, tell me a story. Well, um, you know, certainly the one that comes to mind uh, was my experience working in Russia. So I was part of the team, uh, a Canadian team that went over and uh, we opened the uh, McDonald's business in Russia. And gosh, we could spend an hour talking about that, but I'll, I'll, I'll stick to a couple of headlines. Um, you know, it, this was back in the early 90s. And I actually, the restaurant opened in 1990. I went over in 1991. And it turned into a you know 13 year adventure for me. Um, we opened McDonald's in Russia during Soviet times, when there were no businesses. Um, it was the government, it was the military, there was sports, and like that's what we knew about the Soviet Union. Um, there were no businesses, there were no um, infrastructure for, for growth. It, it really was, and, and those of us old enough to remember the Cold War and, and just how the Soviet Union um, tried to, uh, to really show themselves as this powerhouse, well, in fact, um, they weren't so much as, uh, as powerful because they didn't have any infrastructure within their, uh, their, their country. McDonald's opened. And McDonald's Canada was given the approval to, uh, to go ahead and, uh, and open the business there because our founder, George Kohan, had this passion to do it. So we went over and, you know, you talk about taking risks. Um, you know, there was Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, and McDonald's. That was it. You know, you, you could get some Levi jeans and Marlboro cigarettes on the black market, but that was it. Uh, we were actually, Pepsi-Cola was the first company, McDonald's was the second multinational company going to Russia. But that was, you talk about risk and, you know, looking for some white space and, you know, believing in your brand, believing in the product and the services that you offer and you stay true to it. You know, the, 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 it's a large world out there we're living in and opportunities are endless. If you believe in your brand, believe in your product, believe in your services, you have a great team of people who, uh, who's out there and, uh, you know, doing the work. And, and, you know, we developed an amazing team of, of Russians and Russian management and Russian leaders. They're running the company today. You know, it's, uh, they just celebrated the 30th anniversary. So it was a privilege for me to be part of that for about 13 years, opening in 37 different cities wow. across Russia. Wow. Um, but, you know, the Russian story, you know, it really is about um, risk. It's about taking smart, calculated risk and not being afraid because easily, you know, I, I could have said, no, I don't want to go to, I was asked, do you want to go to work in Moscow? Sure. What I, I'd love to. And, you know, initially it was for, can you go for six months? Sure. Absolutely. 
and it turned into 13 years and a career came out of it and just great friendships and, and a lot of knowledge, a lot. I learned the Russian language, you know, a lot of history I learned. So taking opportunities that might seem just so far-fetched or, or a completely different fork in your road. Yeah, I'm no, sure you didn't expect that when you start with McDonald's Canada. <laughs> No. That you would end up there. What a what a great message because you don't know what opportunities might come. And if it's unknown, you might be more apt again to shrink back and say, ah, no thanks, I'll pass. Well, just like the example I gave, you know, sitting in a in a in a in a meeting where I put up my hand and grab a mic, it's so easy to just sit back and just watch things unfold around you versus you know taking what's the saying take the bull by the horns mm -hmm. and uh you know you know I, a good friend of mine um he uh he was one of my mentors still is to this day he's a great friend uh worked with him for for many years you know his saying was that's why i can't claim the saying if ever he watches this jacques this is your saying um you pack your own parachute You've got to pack your own parachute. You've got to you've got to take care certainly of uh, you know the, the the road, the path that you're taking. Don't don't wait for other people to uh, you know start to uh, to pack your parachute before you jump out of that plane. You make sure that you've checked it, you've packed it, all the cords and the ribbons are all there before you jump out of the plane. Um, so it, it really Great. is about yeah, it really is about just kind of putting yourself out there and yeah. and, and not letting fear take over you. I think there are there is a portion of the, uh, magical thinking that I have participated in myself, thinking if you just start something, somebody else will come and and launch you, you know, or somebody else will come and make your dreams happen. And that's what I'm hearing you say is, no, you do it, you see it, go for it. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and do what you can. Absolutely, oh yeah, but absolutely. I, I also hear you talk about this guy as a mentor. Maybe you can talk mm. a little bit to people that have, you know, mm. there's that balance, right? Like do everything you can, but um, did you have any other people who helped you, um, you know, build those bridges or, or take those risks or who are the mentors and people that were important in your life, in your life of the people person? Well, you know, it, it takes a village we've heard that saying and it is so so true you know anyone that thinks they know it all they have all the answers they can do it themselves they they completely are mistaken um you know it really takes a village and and i've been fortunate outside of great parents and you know lovely family environment um you know i had uh, i still have to this day i'll say four people in my life that were instrumental in helping to guide me at different different, different, um, I would say milestones across my career path, you know, helping me to grow into a, um, a leader, helping me to, um, you know, take the risk of going to work in Russia. And, and, you know, one of my leaders there, uh, Glenn, you know, to this day is a great friend and continues to be a, a great mentor for me. Um, you know, encouragement and coaching and, and teachings and learnings and giving opportunities to, uh, to try different things and go work in different cities in Europe and, and take on new assignments. You know, those were the things that certainly I appreciated um, from my mentors. And, and, you know, mentorship, you know, I, I've, I've gotten into a lot of interesting debates about mentorship. 
And, you know, I, I'll, I, people will ask, well, um, how do I find a mentor? You know, it, it really is a combination of you finding them, they finding you. It's the serendipitous meeting. Um, you know, it, it's not, hey, can we go have coffee and I don't know you and you're my mentor. It, it, it's, it's, it's really a personal type of relationship. Someone that actually cares enough to give their time, to give their energy, to give their um, thoughts to you. That's what a mentor is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's coaches and advisors and, and certainly people that you can meet that can help, um, you know, give you, you know, insights and, and information that you require. But mentorship is a lot deeper than that. And I, I encourage everyone to, you know, go, they're around you. You may not know that they're around you. They're, they're in the form of, of coaches that you've had when you've perhaps played sports or teachers you know, family members, maybe an aunt, maybe an uncle. Um, they're typically not a boss. They're typically someone who, uh, you know, maybe a peer, someone that works in the organization at a different level in a different department that, you know, you, you, you want to build that connection with. So I think mentorship is something very, very important. And, and for your audience also, mentorship, peer mentorship is an amazing tool as well. Um, you know, people are going through the same journey. Uh, we're all going through the same journey, just in different ways. And perhaps there's um, individuals that can, uh, that can help uh, your clients just really, you know, learn from the experiences that others are doing at the same time. Yeah, it's uh, one reason why I created the, the Successful Solopreneur School of Business is to um, create some kind of a hub where solopreneurs can come because we often get so isolated and just i'm hearing you speak you know uh we think we have to have all the answers we end up doing everything ourselves and i really want to uh expose that and say you know have people on like you who are talking about how valuable it is to open up and look for those mentors or pay for um coaching or do education but get in a hub peer to peer you know, that's valuable if you can get Absolutely. into kind of a, a mastermind group or any kind of group, but start looking, look for Absolutely. the you need. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's all, there's so many groups and organizations out there. And as we talked about earlier, it's really just putting yourself out there and, and wanting to um, participate. And, and, you know, I'd, I'd also offer that, you know, for, for anyone, a, a solar I can't even pronounce it. Solopreneur, a solopreneur. You can't, can't be a solopreneur unless you can say solopreneur. Unless you can say it. You can I'm say a solopreneur what? now. Um, yeah. But for, for anyone that's working by themselves, a solopreneur, um, you know, the, you're not alone. And that's, a, that's, that's got to be a key message. You're, you're, you're absolutely not alone. And, and you, you referenced it. And I, and I liked what you said about just also take some learnings, take a course. You know, there's so much you can learn and, and just, you know, continue to, uh, to build, uh, build your network and, and, you know, build yourself up. And, and sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. The comment that I was going to make was think about also what it is you want to learn, because often 
you know, some of my experiences with, uh, with coaching and with mentoring, um, you know, people just want to do it for the sake of doing it perhaps, or just want to know that they can build some nice connections, which I think is, is fantastic that they're, they're doing that, but really get a sense of what it is you want to get out of it. Mm. What, what is it that you want to do to learn? What is it, you know, what skill is it that you're trying to establish? Um, you know, so, so that you're, you're, with the time that you've got with the individual, if it's a peer mentoring relationship, perhaps that you're actually getting something out of it. You know, perhaps it's, how do you, how do you plan the time with the family and with the work? How do you, you know, perhaps it's learning about a certain skill that's needed, perhaps in your, uh, you know, in the world of real estate, a certain skill or two that, uh, that someone's maybe lacking that they think, you know what, I think I need to talk to someone who, uh, who can help me build this skill um, and, and just go for it. Enjoy yeah. it. So be um, your advisor, like be proactive, come intentionally so yes. that you, you can at least have a purpose and you're getting what you need. And then who knows what, what the mentoring session might involve, but at yes. least you're, yeah, you're starting. Um, you know, so McDonald's huge, I mean, global and, and just beyond uh, solopreneurs expectations at this moment, but it started out small too, right? It started out as one restaurant also, just serving right. hamburgers to its people. So don't, uh, you know, don't put a lid on your dreams. You never know where it might go, might go to Russia or, or wherever. Now, absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on something. I don't think I've spoken with anybody else, but you are somebody who's, you've been there, done that, retired out. Do you have any advice? You know, I always, when I sit down with somebody and we're, um, say, going over their business planning, and I ask, what's your succession plan? How do you plan to get out? Um, this is often met with, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm doing. I just got in. And so can you speak a little bit to um, some points about retirement? What can we think about? How could we prepare? What's worked for you? Mm. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, retirement. You know, I, I, I started to seriously think about retirement, believe it or not, um, when I was about 38. <laughs> and I, because I, I started young, I started early. And I, I also knew in, 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 in a decade or so, I'd want to do different things. You know, I, I always knew this world of consulting and, and giving back in different ways and, um, you know, get out and speak more often. Um, doing uh, keynote speaking was something I had a bit of a passion for as well. So, uh, and I knew, you know, for me, I, I was leaning towards that age 50, 35 years at McDonald's, age 50 in my getting into the fifth decade. Uh, you know, we'll be it all, round it up nice and put a bow on the McDonald's career and, and certainly then, uh, then move on. But I knew certainly the financial side of it has to be something that I would be uh, working on. And, and that would be my advice is number one, you've got to build a financial plan, number one. And then if you can do it with a professional, a financial advisor, perhaps someone in your bank or, um, you know, there's different organizations that offer those mm -hmm. types of services. But that's number one. Um, you know, you need to build that financial plan. How much will you need to uh, live your life? And how much will you need once a paycheck stops coming in? And how will you then um, have the cash flow to, uh, to carry you through? So having a real sound financial plan is, uh, is important. 
The second would be, um, you know, I call it the now what plan. So now what? You've made the decision to retire. As I did, I retired. Now what? So, because, you know, you don't retire and no one's going to retire and just sit on their bum all day. There, 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 there's things that you'll want to do. Um, you know, those hobbies that you have, as we talked about, so travel, um, you know, maybe sitting on a board, um, doing some professional coaching or, or mentoring uh, of, uh, of millennials, of young people. Those were all in my now what plan um, consulting. So really building that out, time with family, of course, and, and with friends, um, you know, taking care of the house and doing things and projects around the house. So you've got to have a, a financial plan. You've got to have your now what plan. Uh, what you'll do, what your purpose will be, how you'll continue to live you know, the life that you have. And then the third part is the letting go plan and just letting it go. Um, you know, uh, we've talked about this one, you know, those that, you know, the solopreneurs as well as people that have worked in companies, you know, you, you're, 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 you've got a purpose. You wake up, you go to work, you've got emails to deal with, you've got clients to talk to, you know, you're going for business lunches or business dinners. All of that stops when you retire. And, um, you know, it's important that you've got, uh, you know, a little bit of an idea or a plan of how you're going to, um, what's the word, uh, decompose or decompress right. from, I'm not getting 200 emails a day any longer. And I went through that the first few weeks where my email was like five a day. It was like, oh my God, wow. <laughs> different pace you, of life. Yeah, just so different. Um, but I, I did the right thing. I, I actually went to Europe for 90 days. So that helped with, the, uh, with, with decompressing myself. But you'll, you'll, I would say those three things, Sue, your financial plan, your now what plan that's going to you know, keep you going and carry you through and keep you motivated and inspired yourself. And then, you know, how you're going to, uh, to really decompress and you know, kind of get into a, 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 what is likely going to be a slower pace right. than perhaps what you have right now. It's a, a transition too, and don't be afraid yes. of it because you're planning for it. I love that advice. I hope people will think about it more. And I mean, I know we're um, in a, a no, you know, we're not flying around and traveling uh, right now, but what's next for Sharon? So where do you, where are you setting your sights now for the next you know few years? What would you like to see happen for you? You know, I get asked that question often, and I I actually can't always answer it. And for the first time, I'm actually okay with not knowing what's going to be next. Sure. It's, you know, I, I, I'm okay with not knowing, you know, how many, how many clients am I going to have or how many more countries am I going to visit or, you know, what new project am I going to start in my house? Like, I, I'm actually okay not having that plan. Although I do have a couple things, you know, in the works, of course. I'm spending a lot of time with, uh, with my parents right now as my mom had uh, had knee replacement surgery and just helping out with uh, with her uh, rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. So I'm a bit of a physiotherapist right now and a couple of house projects. But, you know, the yeah, for the first time, I actually don't have that long-term plan other than I just want to get through 2020 and, you know, may blue skies and sunny days, you know, greet us in 2021. And, and you know, we all just move forward. Yeah, I think a lot of us have had plans, but we've had to be flexible, you know, or pivot, as I said, and yes. just 
you know, let's just see what happens here and, and we're going to be okay. And, yes. and let's see how, how it unfolds. Absolutely. Um, I love thinking about that. I think, uh, you know, all entrepreneurs should spend some time every year just revisiting their retirement or their succession plan so that you're ready when, because I mean, I've, I've worked with clients now, it might be their choice in some of the cases, but who are still working at 60 and 70 years old. In fact, I had a client who was in his 80s still working. And uh, I always joke, I said, Bill, you know, you forgot the succession plan. <laughs> we should have got together before. So you don't want to just um, keep working by default, right? That's like, right. Live by design. That's right. Uh, That's right. You know, I, we, of course, could go on and on, but tell me if there's just before we wrap up, is there anything else that you uh, you could share with us or let us know or a tip or, uh, you know, anything else that's on your mind? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I would close it with just the state that we're in right now of COVID-19 and, uh, you know, what it's done for um, people and the impact it's had on people, um, your, your well-being, your mental health. Um, you know, how it's impacted your, uh, perhaps your families, your community. And, you know, there's a saying I saw recently, um, every storm eventually runs out of rain. And, you know, this will pass, this too shall pass. And, you know, I, I, I would encourage everyone to, uh, you know, just continue to stay uh, safe, continue to, uh, to practice all that, you know, we're, we're learning about that we have to, uh, that we have to do, um, you know, but start building your plan for, for what your um, transition, your transformation, or your, you know, how you're going to thrive in, in 2021, because this storm will run out of rain. We don't know yet when, but it will. And, uh, you know, let's all be ready to uh, just to, 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 you know, hit, hit the ground running when that time comes and, uh, you know, to, to keep, keep the economy and keep ourselves all moving forward. So I just wanted to close with that. Like, you know, take care of yourselves and, um, you know, this, this will definitely pass. Thank you. And if you want to visit Sharon online, um, your consulting website is Six Words Consulting, right? Yes. Six and, Words Consulting. Yes. And, and what are those six words? You can't do it without people. Exactly. So thank business you. leaders, if sorry, if I can say business leaders, it's it's targeted towards towards that group specifically. Yeah. Um, you know, achieving your business goals will only be accomplished with uh, great people around you. And for your solopreneurs, you also can't do it with people, clients, peer mentors, other mentors and coaches. Um, you know, we need people around ourselves to uh, to continue to prosper. You can't do it without people. Sharon, thank you for being one of our people thank on Hindsight 2020. And thanks for listening in. And we'll see you next time. Um, keep your chins up. We'll see you on the other side of, of this. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks, Sue. Thanks.